Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're back at the spot, my place, where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp. There she is, and the responses are never dull. Today, we have Sadie Bess. Hello. A very interesting, mature conversation. Again, we're talking about sacred sexuality. Sex is good, and if it's not good for you, I feel for you. (laughs) You can make it better. You can make it better. You can get rid of those limiting beliefs. You can get rid of the naysayers. You can be explorative. You can dial 1-800-DOLLAR-FREAK. Whatever it is that makes you happy. But again, you know, sex is something that the creator gave us to connect. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And we can be uninhibited. We can explore different options and not be afraid. What is holding you back? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some unhealthy sexual things as well, because people go from a flicker to a flame and their mind is, you know, in a different place, how they can get some help for that, how they can work through that. We're going to talk about all that and then some. So let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Sadie? I am so good. Thank you. What a beautiful introduction. Hello, brains. So happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy to have you here because we're going to get down and dirty. uh, I want to go back a little bit so we can kind of lay the framework and the the groundwork. You formerly were um, working in the sacred sexuality area, but in addition to that, now you've been able to transition and help others. Explain what that is and, and your role in it. Sacred sexuality, what that is? Yes. Yeah, for me, that means um, just helping us, like you mentioned in the intro, um, really working with our belief systems, because growing up in this um, kind of Christian-dominated society that's really put a lot of sin and shame on our bodies and our sexuality, you know, we're all trying to kind of move through that and find ourselves, and um, it's given us a lot of, you know, like Eve is the originator of sin, that's a lot for women to take on, right? You know, and it's just so embedded in our society. Even if you didn't grow up Christian or that's not your thing, that's the society we live in. And sex is really confusing. It's like things are either hypersexualized or they're like, no, don't have sex at all. So it's just like trying to find like, move through our own shame and guilt. Um, awkward sexual beliefs, certain paradigms, and it's not just, you know, in Christianity. No. You know, there are, you know, Buddhists that abstain. There are, you know, Jewish uh, people that have different religions. Uh, religious belief is the sacrament. I think it is understanding what sex is. It's pleasure. Um, it's a stress reliever. It is creativity. It's also an energy and a life force. Mm -hmm. And it is also 
a reproductive process because you know i don't care what you do you still need a ovary and you still need some sperm to make a baby and however you opt to do that and you know that's your choice but you still need those two key components and once they come together the first thing that happens is a heartbeat that's the creator yeah so you've got people that have got these weird tangents you've got pedophiles you've got um abusers you've got rapists you've got just a whole warped sense of what this controlling energy of sex does what do we what do we do with 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 all of that i mean you know People say, oh, well, you know, we'll chemically castrate this individual or, and women too. We're not just talking about men. Right, no, right. But right. It, it's the psychology is in the mind. I, I don't understand that. That's a scary thing. Yeah, and I think that's what happens with um, so much repression of the sexual. You know, it starts coming out sideways and that's not for everybody, of course, but for people that, who knows what their history was, who knows what their childhood was like, who knows what um, energies they came in with inherited from previous generations, you know? Um, so it's going to affect all of us differently. You know, maybe it's just working through some limiting beliefs or maybe it's going to that that extreme you know um and taking it there um but that is that is exactly what happens when things get so repressed and so demonized and villainized and um vilified villainized i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah it just it comes out sideways and it's just not a healthy healthy thing which is part of that's just a social you know, a, a social issue, I feel like, um, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to affect everybody differently. Yeah, but and then you look at people that, uh, purchase, you know, purchase love, purchase yes. sex, yes. as release. Brains, don't shame those individuals. The sex trade has been going on since the turn of time. Yes. But what people have to understand is a lot of times, or sometimes, it's not just the sex act. It's the fact of having someone to release to, someone yeah. to understand, someone that you don't have to be accountable to. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, it, there's it, so it's a release. There is a lot there. So there's people that uh, have been abused. You know, they've been sexually tormented. They've been raped. They've been vilified. How do you work with these individuals to figure out where they are on the spectrum and what they need to try to heal? You know, that isn't exactly the type of work that I do. Um, I mean, I, so many people that, let me, how to rephrase this. Um, it is kind of amazing how many um, people are dealing with sexual abuse. So I guess um, I was thinking of the men that I work with, but there's a lot of men that are dealing with sexual abuse as well. And why I don't get into the psychology of it and I don't uh, work with at that level, um, you know, I do a lot of energy work and energy healing. And so really working to kind of break up those energies and the traumas that are stuck in the body, but really kind of bypassing the mind and bypassing the story of it. Because when we get locked into story, we just, we kind of get stuck in that, you know? So I bypass all of that with energy work and, um, uh, doing, 
um also the sacred sexuality just helping people to have a safe space to explore um uh, without judgment without the the weird beliefs without um guilt or shame you know so really holding space for people and for women really looking at um there's a lot of a lot of inherited trauma that women have taken on and then we take on our own traumas as we go through life so many of us are working with this sexual abuse issues there's some sort of sexual assault something but that is really um again working with the energy of it to release the trauma from the body but then going into um working with victim consciousness and trying to reframe that release the victim consciousness get back into our power and because when we stay in the victim consciousness and we blame and we shame and we stay in that anger and that rage around those experiences we're just keeping ourselves in hell basically so right. you know the we can release that and move beyond that and let it go and i'm not saying that's an easy process but it's a necessary one because otherwise we're just going to be trapped in that our whole lives which you know affects us mentally emotionally spiritually affects us physically with disease in the body when we keep that anger trapped inside of us and we keep moving from that place so a lot of it is yeah releasing the energy getting into the body releasing the victim consciousness releasing the unhealthy belief systems and empowering ourselves to find a new way and create our own reality and our own new experience of sexuality right and a lot of men don't talk about this yeah absolutely they, they don't feel that it's very machismo you know yeah yeah about, you know being a victim or being shamed or being shy or you know not being able to have an erection and they right. don't talk about those type of things but you're not alone brains you are not alone. There's a lot of people that do that. And they don't talk about uh, women that are very aggressive. There's women that are sexual abusers. Right. Have sexual assault that uh, that they project on other individuals. So it's a lot and it's very complicated. How did you find yourself in this space doing this work? Um, I've always been a very sensual person and always very drawn to, um, to sex <laughs> and the sexuality, passion and connecting with others. And I found, um, you know, early on, um, just having connection with, with people and, and engaging in, um, in sexual experiences really, gave me an experience of communing with God. It would just take me to another place. And I felt this love and connection and um, kind of divinity within it and, and an expansion, just a real expansion of, um, of myself and my energies and um, just kind of a bliss and ecstatic experience. And I wondered like, is my partner experiencing the same thing? Is it just me? And sometimes I didn't want to talk about that because it felt a little strange, but <laughs> so- it's very euphoric. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, it and is. I ask people all the time, I say, okay, you know, there are countries where the king has three or four wives. No problem. Right. He runs, he runs the country. He runs the commerce. He provides for his village. Does that make him a bad uh, leader? Because he has multiple sex partners. I think where we become prudish in the United States is number one, we're uptight about 
you know, sex, teaching our children, having that conversation. Um, you can talk about the nose, the eyes, the throat, the ears, but you can't talk about the penis, anus, and vagina. Right, right, I right. Don't know, I don't understand why. Yeah, so but we're so prudish here that we feel that, oh, you know, that this man has had this sexual indiscretion, and so uh, we have to kick him out of office. You know, we, he, just, he just can't rule. Right. So I think what happens is the lack of integrity. I think the lying. I think the disrespect to your partner and yeah. not allowing them to be a part of that decision. And that's a big piece of what I'm really passionate about is helping us to it, it's it's um, at this point of the game, we need to revisit this monogamy. We need to revisit what we really want out of our sexual experiences and connections with people, what we want out of marriage. You know what the model that we've been given, the monogamy one person for the rest of our lives just isn't realistic. And but it's all we've been given. So we haven't tried anything else. We don't know what else works. And this isn't to say that I think polyamory would be the answer for everybody. Um, That's too much work for me. I've been married yeah, 39 totally. years. And I, I, I tell people all the time, I said, I wish a woman would approach my husband. I scratch that bitch's eyes out. <laughs> so, but but my thing is, is you know, I, I like monogamy, but I've kissed many frogs before I found a prince. I right. knew what I liked and I knew what made me feel good. But That's this it. polyamorous relationships and... Uh, that's a lot of work mentally it is it is i that wouldn't that doesn't appeal to me either but what i'm what i'm trying to say is you know it was it previously for women especially you stay a virgin until you get married and then you know and men too like that's the model like you're supposed to just wait and have that one person and stay together forever and that's it you know like it's just not realistic and that leads to us you know exploring other things because not just that but our way of doing relationship is very skewed and we come in with all our inherited weird patterns and, you know, and it, it just, it just gets crazy and we need to, you know, re reimagine, you know, what this all looks like and, and what, you know, monogamy is a great model. If it works for you, it just doesn't work for everybody. It's the only model we've been given, you know, and that's like, if it's good for you, that's awesome. But it, when it's not, and you don't have anything else, then you're just kind of screwed as you try to explore, like, well, what do I need? How do I even have a conversation with my partner about this? Because it's been so ingrained and any um, moving away from that or trying something different is like the biggest threat to the relationship, to the foundation, to society, you know, it's just like, ah, yeah, that, no, yeah I get it. If, it. if you like it, I love it. If it works for you and you can do it. Um, mm -hmm. but there's some boundaries and there's some rules with everybody. Okay. You gotta be safe. You yeah. gotta be clean. You gotta be respectful. Yes. Yes. There's, there's certain paradigms, but that's where it gets convoluted. Yeah. Because people say, oh, you know, okay, well, let's try this menage a trois. And then the two chicks start liking each other. And then the guy is out of it. You're not supposed to be with her if I'm not there. And all, you know, all of these other set of rules and paradigms. Yeah. So you have to be very mature. 
Yeah, because that's all coming from a, a fear-based place, you know, when we're coming to this, any of our experiences, and that's what I'm trying to help people to to work with is, is releasing so much of the fear that we bring into our experiences and come from a place of love and just wanting to connect. And then there's no need to be so clingy or attached or, um, you know, have so many expectations of what it needs to look like, you know, when we're more free and open, then we can explore without feeling like, oh, this partner has to be with me and nobody else, or, you know, I'm losing love. You know, it's it's coming into ourselves and the self-love and loving ourselves and being so confident in ourselves that we don't need somebody else to make us whole, you know? And if that's what ends up transpiring, it's just like, okay, that's good. You know, I don't, why would we want to be with somebody who's not wanting to be with us, you know? <laughs> so... Right, right. And having the conversation with the person that you're with about your needs, about your wants, about your desires. That's huge. You know, about wanting to, you know, let's try something a little different. Yes, I don't know why you're embarrassed. You've been with this person. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they're going to think of you a different way. Well, then what was their sincerity from the onset? What did they think about you from the beginning? You know, are you very vanilla or are you, you know, Neapolitan. Do you like many flavors? And we think our partner is going to stay the same forever when we get married or we connect with somebody like that's it. You know, we have to allow for growth and expansion and change. And we need to be willing to grow with our partner and um, and be open to different explorations. If we lock into that one thing, that's going to cause a lot of heartache and suffering when one of us begins to change or, you know, want to expand. We as human beings, want to expand that's and grow and change that's just the nature of us and if one wants to hold on tight to something and the other one's trying to expand and like hey it's something you know I'm I'm curious about some other things or uh, and maybe even just curious about things within the relationship like let's try out some new stuff you know new ways to enjoy pleasure and watch a video (laughs) exactly exactly it can be that simple but if one person's locked into something you know that that's going to cause a lot of a lot of heartache so yeah we just need to be more um uh open to the growth and the change that occurs in a relationship and that's the beauty of it growing but that is fear it's fear exactly Yeah, fear that, you know, that they're going to like something different, that this is going to be required of me all the time, uh, that this is totally against my beliefs. Uh, I never would be in this situation if it hadn't been for X, Y, Z. So again, like I said, you have to be mature about that. But also know your boundaries. Now, there's just some things I'm not going to be down with absolutely right and it's okay to say you know baby you pump your brakes on that i'm not you know i'm not for that totally that's okay too and the person that you're with needs to be able to respect that but in the back of your mind know that this is a desire and a want of that person yeah so you know there's there's no hidden agenda so i see that you are a very eclectic free-spirited kind of woman Tell me a little bit about the body art. You got the nose piercing. You got the tattoo. Yep, yep, what does yep. that symbolize about you? 
I just love being in this human body and I love adorning it and decorating it and expressing in that way. And uh, I love jewelry. It's just so much fun. So, you know, if I had more things to pierce, I would, but <laughs> <laughs> and I would have everything pierced. Some things I don't want pierced, but, um, but yeah, I just, I just love adorning and and decorating and yeah, it's fun. Well, it's, as long as it makes you happy, that's, you know, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, people, yeah. people try to create a judgment, you mm. know, by the outward appearance without even giving you a chance to look at your heart, to listen to your conversation, yes, yes. to be welcomed into your soul. So brains, be careful about judging a book by its cover because you just don't know. So let's ask you some fun questions about you. Okay. <laughs> if you were a car, kind of car would you be? Mm, I would be, I, I used to have this car and she was so much fun. It was a little BMW Z4. She was just a great little, little adventure. Very sexy, very sexy car. Okay. <laughs> Wake and slick. I get it. What yeah. planet are you from, Sadie? Planet? That would be Pluto. <laughs> yep. All about death, rebirth, change, and transformation. Your spiritual evolution. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm from Jupiter. I dig the rains. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it to be out there. If you could time travel, mm. what period or era would you travel to? I would travel to earth in 100 or 200 years to see um where we're at and how much we're rocking it out you know after all this transition we're going through um yeah to see the beauty to see humanity evolve in its consciousness i i'm excited about that i agree with you on that i'll go to the future too so many people want to go back in time nope 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 been there done that <laughs> yeah I'm futuristic if you were an appliance in the kitchen what appliance would you be Wow. Awesome. I think um, the first thing that comes to me is the oven, you know, let's cook it up. <laughs> let's heat it up. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. That is cool. I think I'd be the refrigerator. I just want to chill. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Whoa, that's a big one. Okay, no, yep, a whale. I'd be a whale swimming in the ocean, deep diving. Um, yeah, peaceful, calm, serene, gorgeous, flowing. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I straight up be the party animal. I want to rock it out. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I want to just get down and dirty. So, nice. what do your clients have to look forward to when they come to work with you? One of the biggest things I am able to offer is um, receptivity of the feminine, you know, for I'm speaking for my male clients because men really want to give their energy and share what they have to offer. And in our society, women have really shut down and aren't able to receive that energy so part of what i offer is just really being able to receive them fully um all that they have to share i've discovered men are extremely sensitive emotional gorgeous beings with so much to offer but they may not know how to offer it <laughs> to to women or to whoever uh, they can be a little you know maybe unrefined or aggressive sometimes or um and not even aggressive. I don't know. Maybe just um, 
I don't know. The women, women are are just we're we're really in a defensive place. You know, we're really working to open our um open ourselves up to receive. We've just been in a masculine society for too long. We've gotten very masculine ourselves. So it's hard for us to receive that energy. So something I offer is really being able to receive and and hold a safe space for for men to really just bring all of themselves and and to share fully. Exactly. Well, you know, to be able to open yourself up, to have that experience, to be able to even have the conversation is huge. Yeah. Um, recognizing that you have a need, that you have a desire, that you have a passion. Yeah. Um, and if it is what you know is not right, pedophilia, rape, yeah. uh, get help. Right. Absolutely get help. Because you know that there's nothing uh, attractive about a child five to 12 years old. You realize the damage that you're doing to that individual. When you violate someone and somebody says no, even if you're married to them, no is no. I don't want none. I don't, you know, I don't like it. This right. hurts. This is painful. This is disrespectful. Honor that. And if it's something that you desire, have that conversation with your partner. I know I had, uh, I was working in the cosmetics department and I'll never forget this woman had come in and she was a regular customer and she sat in my chair and she said, I'm going to sit here. Will you make me pretty? And I said, well, I don't have a lot of work to do. She says, <laughs> yes. she says, I just came from chemotherapy. She says, and I'm terminally ill with cancer. Mm. My husband is stepping out on me. Mm. What do I do? Well, hell, I thought she just wanted some lipstick and some eyebrows put on. I didn't know I was going to have to go down to the conversation. But right. as we got to talking, you know, I asked her, were all your needs met? Is he there to, you know, take you to the doctor, your medical needs taken care of? Is you have a roof over your head? She says, yes. She says, but when I take off this wig and I unrobe, I've got all these scars on my body. I'm not attractive. I look a certain kind of way. And, you know, she allowed me to have a, a candid conversation with her. And I said, okay, but what about his needs? What about his desires for passion and love and intimacy? You're, you know, you're throwing up in the side of the bucket there. You're not looking your best. He's still there for you. Where does the rubber meet the road? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, she went and she had a conversation with him. And she came back and she told me that she had had a conversation based upon our conversation and that she was allowing certain things to transpire in their marriage. She just didn't want to know about them and she didn't want to be disrespected. Yeah. And that he committed to be with her and honor her until the day that she died, but he still had needs and he still had desires. And right. I will never forget, I get teary when I think about it, I will never forget that conversation because I, you know, of course, she came to me for consultation. Uh, I don't know if I would be able to be that mature in that situation, even talking through that with her, you have to be there. But I thought that was so brave. Yeah. I thought that was so brave that he was able to niche in whatever he could. Uh, and she was able to know, but not know and not let it impact her and live the rest of her life complete. That was a beautiful story. Yes. You know, I've had, I've had exactly some clients just like that. That was just like, 
they love their partners and that no interest in leaving them, but also this desire, but they wanted to be able to explore that in, in a, in a very contained, safe way with lots of boundaries. It wasn't like going out to the bar and hooking up with somebody. It was just like going with a, um, just very specific, um, very controlled environment that wasn't going to get out of control. It wasn't about emotions being involved. It was just, you know, it or was betrayal, you know, I'm not yeah, trying exactly, to betray. Exactly. But yeah, also yeah. I have a need and I have a desire and yes, yes, yes. I, you know, that person didn't feel that they should have to sacrifice their right. entire life, you yeah. know, their entire life. You don't know how much longer this person's going to live. They've been you know, married to you for 20 years, you can tell that they're not happy. It's going to cause resentment. And do you want to go out like that? Um, no, and it actually supports the relationship too. When the person is able to get their needs met, they can take the pressure off the partner and just like, okay, because they, again, they have no interest in leaving. They love their person, but you know, yeah, they have these needs. They just don't want to give it up completely, but they also don't want to give up their partners. So it's like, how do we work with this? And this is a very very safe way for that and um yeah so thanks for bringing that into the conversation because that's a really important key piece you know we shouldn't have to deny that much of ourselves our sexuality is huge life force energy in us you know and to shut that down then you're frustrated you're upset you're bitter you're angry it's coming out sideways with your partner so it's just it's going to come out anyway you know it's not it's it's just not healthy you know really so yeah, totally, totally. I had another uh, conversation with another friend of mine and she was saying that, you know, when is it the right time to re-engage in a relationship after your spouse has died? And I said, everybody grieves differently. There's totally. no time. There's no timeline. Sometimes you need that other person to be your crutch and your support to get you through what you've been through. Right, yeah, right You away. want to deal with the familiar. You want someone that knows you that, you don't have to put on airs for that you have to uh conform to their way of thinking they yeah. take you a hundred percent at who you are and so what you have to be careful is the naysayers and the undue influence and prejudice of other individuals on the outside looking in because nobody knows you like you right yeah yeah absolutely yes trust your own needs and and try to be discerning about how you, who you share that with, you know, because yeah, some people are not going to be helpful <laughs> at all. You have been a wealth of information. Thank you so much for being on the show with me, Sadie. Please Thank tell you. me how to get with you, male or female, if you are really into, um, you know, the, the sanctity of sexuality, exploring that. Uh, having a conversation again she's not a quote-unquote therapist but if you need to go to that level i'm sure that there's referrals and people that that she can talk to but to just kind of get the the basic uh onlay just to kind of put the first the first layer on that cake <laughs> great yes you can find me at www.sensuallystar.com that's for men and for women www.healingsacredfeminine.com okay brains go in and check out you know the pulse of your sexuality see where it's beating see if it needs uh, a, a jolt <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or maybe you need to dial back because to abstain 
is also very stimulating as well to understand the discipline of being um, of being abstinent and not caving into that sexual desire. It can be confusing. It can be distracting. It could be harmful, but we want to be joyful right here on the edge. Thank you so much, Sadie, for being here. Uh, Brent, you, I need you to go to like, love, share, follow, and subscribe. Please like, love, share, follow, and subscribe right there on the edge. The place where the conversation is pointed, the sex is hot, and the responses <laughs> are never dull. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you, Brains. All right. <laughs>